Hello everyone, welcome back to 100 Years, 100 Movies. Today, we're jumping back to the 1930s. We're talking about the year 1935. Now, as I mentioned before, uh, the 30s for me in particular is the time period of horror movies, of musicals, and of gangster movies. Um, so we're going to be talking about those three things. Like I just wanted to mention, 1935 is the year that Top Hat came out, which is a great... Um, Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire musical, um, definitely worth checking out. We also had Gold Diggers of 1935, because Gold Diggers is just an interesting uh, title for movies that they kept using, I guess. Um, we also have A Night at the Opera that came out in 1935, which is another great Marx Brothers comedy. But the movie that we're going to be focusing on today is the James Cagney vehicle, G-Men. Now, James Cagney... Um, came to he's mostly known for playing gangsters g-men kind of puts it on his head and wherein he basically gets to play the same character um that he's played in gangster movies however in this case he's an fbi agent g-man so you get to see james cagney do all the stuff that you would regularly see james cagney do but you get to cheer for him for once instead of like wanting to see him die because he's on the right side of the law but even Though he's on the right side of the law, being a G-man, he still has a connection to the mob. Because um, that's how he was able to kind of get his start, right? This movie is just really fun. Uh, like I mentioned, I think the appeal really is to be able to see just James Cagney in a role where you can actually cheer for him because of the stuff that, that he's doing. It's um, as a cop and not as, as a gangster, even though he still basically acts like a gangster. James Cagney, for me, is... Uh, just one of those all-time actors. The guy could do basically anything. I think he's great in um in that role of, of gangster movies, and that's most I've seen most of his gangster movies. But I know he was also in musicals like Yankee Doodle Dandy, and um, he was in other more dramatic fare as well. Like he was even in a western, and I think The Rawhide Kid. Uh, he did a lot of different stuff. He had this way of just moving and this cadence and. Uh, like, even in Scarface, like, uh, when, like, I had mentioned in Scarface that he has, like, this wonky accent, and he mentions that he learned to speak English from watching Humphrey Bogart and James Cagney, which it kind of explains, I mean, because James Cagney definitely has, and Humphrey Bogart as well, definitely have very distinctive voices. But G-Men is just a really, really fun movie to see, as I as, I've, as I mentioned before, and just kind of being able to, uh, to cheer for, for James Cagney at the time period especially was uh, uh, something new. And that's a lot of the appeal of, of this movie. Cagney's an all-timer. Like, I can see Cagney in basically anything and really enjoy it. And he's even done stuff like, uh, there's, I forget which movie it is, where he, he does judo, which even at that time, it's uh, something new and different for, um, for the 1930s. As I mentioned, the other thing that was a big thing in the 1930s is horror specifically the universal monsters we're going back to that again today we're talking about the bride of frankenstein the bride of frankenstein is the probably the most successful sequel of any of the um universal monsters the bride of frankenstein herself who was introduced in this movie is really in like three minutes of it became as iconic the look of her as frank the frankenstein monster as well uh which i think is a lot uh is is pretty great considering that uh, what little t um screen time she actually has uh she was played by um elsa lancaster who also 
plays i'm sorry elsa lanchester who also played uh, mary shelley because the framing device of this movie is that um mary shelley is talking to her friends about this story and the interesting thing enough uh, about this movie is that it's like a direct sequel to the first frankenstein movie which we'll be talking about at one point later on um it's almost like the second half of the novel of um mary shelley's frankenstein is the basis of this movie they add some extra things um to kind of you know make it the, the length but um this is just a, a really really fun movie and just seeing boris karloff come back with uh in that iconic makeup a little different and, and that's one of the the really like interesting things about the frankenstein franchise amongst the universal monsters um boris karloff continued to play the monster for um the first couple of sequels up to son of frankenstein and he's great in it and it's a little unique because aside from him, the only other person that continued continuously played one um, Universal Monster would be um, Lon Chaney as the Wolfman. But I, I think out of all of the Universal Monsters, um, the Frankenstein movies are the ones that probably have um, the best overall quality. And this one, like I said, it's it's really interesting just because it, it takes this... Um, First of all, kind of having an intro where you have Mary Shelley and Lord Byron and all these other, um, and Percy Shelley kind of at a dinner and talking about this movie and acting as if they were talking about the first movie, even though they never even, <laughs> they don't come up at all in the first movie. Um, and then kind of continuing the story. I think it's an interesting narrative device, uh, especially at that time period, considering that, you know, if a movie's out of the theaters, that's it. You're not going to watch it. You know, it's there's no way of, of being able to catch it unless you're in a theater um, to kind of catch people up on what happened in the first one. Um, Boris Karloff is really great, once again, as the monster in this movie. And given um, the idea to, or not the idea, but given the opportunity to um, to say a couple of lines as Frankenstein, because as if you're familiar with the story, you know, um, that the Frankenstein monster gets learns to talk later on. And um, they for a constant you know for um brevity's sake they they kind of cut down on some things but this is just a really great movie to watch um one of the best of the universal monsters definitely worth worth catching uh would be a great double feature watching it after um the first frankenstein thank you for listening and have a good day